Welcome to the Extra Lap RC Podcast. My name's Aidan Burke, and as always, I'm joined by my good friend, Joey Cockhill. Hi, Joey. Hello. And our good friend, Mark Known. How you doing, Martin? Hello, I'm good, yes. Yourself? I'm really good. We're back in work. We're looking forward to the, uh, the GP at the end of this week. Yep. And I've got one more day in work, and then I'm travelling on the Thursday, so super excited. And I'm Excellent. pretty sure Joey's done all of his prep. Yes. Is it all done, Joe? Uh, well, uh, yes. Yeah, pretty much there. Okay. Right. Well, before we start talking about the weekends we have, let's go speak to somebody who had a, a race this weekend. Martin, who are we going to speak to now? So tonight we're going to speak to X-Ray on-road superstar and double world champion Alexander Hagberg. Hi, Alex. Are you there? Hi, guys. How are you? Oh, that's brilliant. And have we still got the other two? We're here. Yeah. Okay. Hi, Alex. Um, thanks for your time. Um, we don't normally speak to a lot of on-road guys, but we've, we've all enjoyed the coverage of the Worlds at Milton Keynes uh, last weekend. Of course, you were there, and I would say hot favourite. Um, how did your weekend go? Yeah, so I knew going into the weekend that it was going to be an extremely competitive event for me. And practice went really well. I actually set the pace on the first day, and I was feeling really confident with my car. But as qualifying started, I started having some issues with, with the pace. I lost a little bit of pace, and I lost a bit of confidence, and I actually had a couple of DNFs at the early qualifying stages. Mm-hmm. And this put me un- under a lot of pressure to do well in the remaining rounds because they count three rounds out of six. So right. I had to sort of, I had to sort of take it a bit safe to get some rounds in and get the points to, to even make the A main. Yeah. And eventually, I got I got the last three rounds counted. I got three clean rounds, sort of, and I I made it to the A main. But obviously, I had higher goals than just making it into the main. But that's how we go sometimes, and I qualified sixth. Yeah. So and... how how did you did you qualify and start? Because I noticed that you did have the pace in practice. So how do you what what sort of happened in your qualifying time? Yeah. So the track changed a little bit. Uh, the grip came up, and I didn't exactly knew, knew I didn't know what to do on on my car to compensate for that. At that right. time, and because this was the first time we actually ran spec tires at the Worlds, normally it's okay. always open open tire. Oh right, okay. So you're used to running the tires that you always run. Yeah, correct. So it made car setup more difficult than it usually is. I would say. Okay. And that's it. I mean, it's even after all these years racing twelve scale, I still feel that I don't have enough experience sometimes. And yeah, it caught me out. Sorry, mate. How old are you? So I'm I'm 30 years old. Oh right, okay. I was going to say because you seem like you've been around a bit, but clearly you, you've you've kept your good looks. <laughs> well, thank it's just you. Just scan- the Scandinavian air. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's the crisp, cold air up there it helps. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I did see the last sort of few runs that you did in qualifying. And I think even the commentators were saying that 
you, you you had some really good lap pace, but it looked like you were just taking it a bit easier, slightly easier, because you knew you couldn't have another mistake. Yeah, it's always it's always hard going into a round with the mindset that you cannot crash, rather than you have to drive at one hundred and ten percent. So it was it was tricky, but I'm glad I made it into the main. I just I wish that I would have had a better start to qualifying and things would have been different. Right. Okay. Um, so h- how did you, how do you feel you you got in the mains because it was three legged mains for everyone I think. Yeah. So in twelve scale, it's always eight minute races, um, which is quite long to be fair, and especially on a track like that, which was really technical. It's it's pretty uh, unpredictable sometimes because most drivers struggle to get clean runs in. So I knew going into the finals that there there were going to be a lot of crashes. And if you're lucky, you can you can benefit from the crashes, or it can go the other way. Unfortunately, um... no, no, carry on, carry on. Uh, I had some bad luck at the start, so the first and the second final. But on the other hand, I had a, a clean start to the last final, the A3, where I eventually finished third. So it's always hard to to go through those long eight minutes. But there's usually more changes to the to the standings than it would be in a touring car race, which is only five minutes. So it's a little bit more complex. See, I I watched. I, th- I think I watched all of the uh, all of the A mains for the um, for you guys. I didn't watch the, um, the 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 stock guys, as it were, and it's just just watching watching the cars go on the camera. I struggled to to keep track of the cars because they were going that fast. As a as a driver, how how do you pinpoint every turn and every corner, like at the speed you're going? Yeah, so it's really hard because the class we ran was open modified, which means there's no motor limit and there's no limit to the speed controller either. So you can run, you can run the car with, with as much boost and turbo as you want. What did, actually, you what did you run? Yeah, so we usually try to, to crank it up as much as we can to still have power to finish the eight minutes. All right, but okay. it's a little different. It's a little different to the class we run normally in the UK at the nationals as well as the European Championships. Now it's six and a half turn motor limit with blinky, so it's a lot slower than than what we ran at the Worlds. Right. Okay. Um, so that made it, yeah, even more difficult to to have clean runs. And also, there's been a development to the to the setup of the cars over the last year, there's a new trend now where people use solid axles in the rear instead of a diff. So the solid axle in the rear, it's, it's very fast to drive. It gives you a lot of acceleration, but it makes it harder to be consistent. So that also contributed to the guys, uh, including myself, having more incidents, I believe. Sorry. I think I said we're, we're off-road boys, so you might need to explain some things to me. Like, when you say a solid, literally a solid axle, no diff at all? Correct. So no, no diff action in the rear. It's just a solid rear axle. That's what 90% of the field ran at this event. Wow. How does it go around the corner? Yeah, well, so you have, from from you the have video, to, very quickly. 
you have to make the car turn by making it lift the inside wheel as you turn in the corner. Because obviously there's no diff action, so it's going to understeer going into the corner, and it's going to have a lot of steering as soon as you use the throttle. So it's it's hard, but it's it's the way we have to we have to drive the cars now. Is that because that's the fastest way to do it? Yeah, exactly. It's just you have so much more acceleration with a solid axle that it's it's hard to beat. Like you you cannot compete with a diff. It will it will be too slow. Right. And, and you, so again, for our lack of twelfth knowledge, and that's sort of a, a, quite a recent thing into twelfth. Yeah, correct. So that's a trend that started uh, probably a year ago. And oh, it's okay. I think most drivers actually don't like it, but it's an it's a necessary evil, sort of. Okay. So um, I'm going to say this because I, my views don't matter, but. You're, you're still on the rostrum. You're not in the position you, you, you wanted to be in at the beginning of the event. Does that change your, your view of the A final? Are you taking it a bit more steady to see take any opportunities? Or are you just thinking, it doesn't matter now, I'm just 110% every place? No, I mean, I always I treat the finals about the same. I always want to focus 100% and see what opportunities there are. But obviously, it's, it's different when you start first or when you start sixth. So if you're mid-pack, normally you have to be very patient at the start. Try not to get in trouble and see where it takes you, basically. Right. I, I, I'm, sure, I'm, sure, I'm sure you know from off-road that starting mid-pack can be a win-or-lose situation. Uh, it really comes down to the start, mostly. Right, okay. I, think so, well, I think sometimes starting starting in the middle is more more of a blessing than it and then it is a curse sometimes. Because I think you yeah. you avoid you avoid all of the the first corner pile up with the first maybe three three cars, and then you also don't have the the, the three cars behind you uh, like ten ten nine and eight piling into everybody either. I think if you're in sort of maybe fourth fifth sixth, you you've got a good opportunity of of getting out front if of if the opportunity comes yeah absolutely i mean the guy that won the race uh, mark reinhardt he, he started from fourth so mm. it just it just shows that especially in this class the starting position is not as important as in touring car i believe and a lot a lot can happen in those eight minutes right and the i think Sometimes when we see a world, you know, loads of tech inspections and things that happen, but the only seems to be the issue that happened that we saw from the FMR worlds was the Japanese. Was it? Is he a Japanese driver? Wasn't allowed to do his the second A final. Yeah, correct. So there was a lot of a lot of drama about that actually because what happened was he showed up to tech and his his battery pack was over voltage. Ever yep. so slightly, probably 0.1, so it was 421 instead of 4, 420, which is the limit. And the BRCA, actually, they have a rule which says that if you're over voltage twice, then you're not allowed to start that run. So that's what happened. He, he had a similar issue the previous day or something, and it happened again for A2, and they, they simply said that he could not start the final. 
Wow. Which I find I find this unique for the BRCA rules. I haven't seen this rule anywhere else in the world, but it's a bit harsh, to be honest. I, I understand they do it for insurance reasons or something like that. But for the sake of the race, it looked really bad with the guy that won A1 had to sit out A2 because of being over voltage ever so slightly. Which was, well, probably down to a, an un, you know, a, it's using the same charger I am. You know, and it's just not, it's not as calibrated as the volt checker. Seems a bit, seems a bit tough. Yeah, exactly. So it's, it's really harsh. And- the, 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 then again, if you'd failed it once, I suppose if Weatherby knows the rule that if you failed it twice, you're out. You know, correct. If you, so, yeah, if, you did, if you didn't know that was a rule, you put, if you knew it was a rule, you would have checked your battery before, wouldn't you? Correct. I mean, they, they warn you the first time, and if it happens again, they prevent you from starting. Right. Well, it's tough in, <laughs> it's tough, it's tough in 12-scale because you're always... You're always short on runtime. You always want the maximum capacity of the battery. So you always try to charge to the limit. Problem is, if you're too close to the limit, this, this was a big risk. And that's, that's what happened to him. Okay. And um, actually, where the worlds were held in Milton Keynes is not too far from where you live, is it? You live in England. Yeah, correct. So I live in Dunstable. It's just... 30 minutes down the road from, from where the race was held. Ah, uh, Dunstable. Joey, are you a big fan so, of Dunstable? I, I grew up near Dunstable. So, yeah, it's, it's a familiar area for me. <laughs> Hope it, obviously, it's, it's got a bit better now Alex has moved in. And I've moved away. So, yeah, yeah. it's probably a lot better. <laughs> okay. Um, so do you, well, I'm going to say, do you travel? Clearly, when we see on Facebook, we see you travel the world, travel Europe, doing 12th, you know, one tenth. You, you know, the, you're the world champion in 10th Nitro, aren't you? Yeah, correct. Uh, but I don't race Nitro anymore. I only race electric classes now. Oh, right, okay. So only 10-scale touring car and 12-scale... 12 scale modified. That, that's the only two classes I race. Have you have you tried? Have you have you ever done off road buggies? I did a couple of races many years ago back in Sweden. I did races on dirt just for fun. I liked it, but to be honest, I was more of an off on of an on road guy, and uh, we couldn't really afford to race more than one class at a time, so we, we decided to focus on on-road. Oh, uh, okay. That's fair have enough. You, have you got a local club? So where I currently live, I don't, I don't think there's a local club. Right. Is there not the, There's not uh, really a local track. Is there not one in Bedford? Uh, there might be. There might be. There's a, there's, I, I, I there's a few good clubs. Called. There's a few good clubs within an hour, hour and a half driving distance from here. Right. Um, and, it, and is that on-road a bit like, if you attend them, do you just randomly turn up or are you attending those clubs because the, the sort of the big on-road series is there? Yeah, so when I need to go practice 
on road in the winter, there, there's usually a couple clubs I go to. It's uh, Hinkley and Newbury. Right, yeah. And yeah, I just show up there on a Friday or Saturday and get a few runs in. I mean, usually it's low grip because they just roll out the carpet for a few hours. Okay. But at, at least I can run a little bit and have some fun. So this is not too bad. And this is what you do between sort of the, the big, you know, sort of the Euro, sort of the ETS, the, the, the sort of Asian ones you do. Do you get to pick which ones? Do you get to say, I want to do this series, I want to do this series, or are there certain ones you have to do? Yeah, so I have a, a fixed list of races, which I have to do each year, which mm-hmm. X, X-Ray determines for me. And then I can add on to that list. Sometimes there's races which uh, another sponsor wants to send me to. Right, okay. So it's not, it's not only races which X-Ray is sending me to. There's sometimes uh, some other sponsors which are sending me to, to races. Okay. So I, I... it's... Every year is a little different. It's it, it depends on the year. Like this year, we have the worlds in two classes, so the focus you know, is on the worlds. But right. the years, the years in between the worlds, normally I have more smaller races, like X-ray series races, those kind of events. Okay. So if so, if you've had, if your your twelfth worlds is now gone, does that mean you, there's a a one tenth electric worlds this year? Yeah, exactly. So we have the Twin Car Worlds in July in the Netherlands, in Hampstead. Okay, so not too far. Yeah, so that's not too far, and that's going to be the the main sort of event of the year, which we're looking forward to, the main focus. Okay. Um, some of the off-road yeah. so, so off guys that we've spoken to said, in a world year... They then may just focus on that class. So now the twelfth is, is is fit. The world has got on. Will you be doing a lot more one tenth touring car stuff now? Yeah. So the majority of races I go to are touring car. Right. Also, even though we have twelve skill, touring car always comes first because it's the bigger class and it's the bigger class for X ray. Okay. So it's rare that I actually focus on 12 scale, which I did over the last month, because I only did it because of the worlds. Normally, the majority of races are are touring car in a year. Right. Okay. Um, and do you? I think I was going to try to ask this about the 12 worlds. You know, the guys in that A final, some of those guys you race with a bit, and then so so maybe some of those 12 guys you wouldn't race so much. So is it? Yeah, there, so I, go on. Uh, there's there's a couple of uh, on road guys which they race touring cars as well, which I see them all the time, like Mark Reinhardt, uh, Ollie Jeffries, those those sort of guys. They race both classes, and I I see them uh, very often. And then there's a couple more of twelve skill experts, which they focus mainly on twelve skill. I don't see them as often, but I see them. When I go to the twelve scale Euros and twelve scale Worlds and such, yeah, and then sort of for the twelve scale Worlds because of Schumacher's I think Schumacher's new car, you know, there's a couple of off road guys there, you know, our, our Michael Olowski and our Jorn Neumann. Um, you, you possibly don't see them that often. 
Yeah, exactly. So uh, Orlovsky and Jern, I, I don't see them very often because they don't race touring cars very much. They just did 12 scale a little bit over the last year because Schumacher is pushing really hard for their 12 scale program. Right. Uh, so, I, I, yeah, I've seen them a couple of times over the last year, but only for 12 scale. Okay. Great. Um, so, where are you next? So, I'm off to France on Friday for a race. It's called uh, GP3F, which is an international race in Longwy in France, north of France, close to Luxembourg. Mm-hmm. And it's a race which uses similar rules to the ETS, same tires, and the rules are similar. And most of the the top guys in touring car will be there. So it's going to be a very competitive race. Uh, I haven't been to that race in a few years, but I'm um, looking forward to going there again. And is that really the sort of the, the start of your season, or have you been constant through the winter? That's the start of the season in this year. Uh, we had okay. a few touring car. We had a few touring car races starting in October, <coughs> and we had a we had the first ETS round in October, and then we had a big race actually in the UK in December, which is the Essex uh, International EWS. Yep. So so we've had a couple of big touring car races, but uh, this one in France will be probably the third one of the season. Okay, so you know we're lucky enough to 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 get you on, you know, a two times world champion, and and, and good luck in your, your next world championship. What is there any kind of hints or tips you could give us? Because we've got our big British Grand Prix off road off this weekend. Is there anything you think we should be concentrating on? Because they're the things that you like to concentrate on before a big race. Um, I think on road drivers, they're they're more obsessed with car prep than off-roaders yeah we'd agree <laughs> yeah you would agree with that <laughs> yeah. yes, yes. No. so Some... to me to me personally it's is really about um maintenance and car preparation which i spend hours and hours leading up to a race just working on the car making sure everything is in good shape and yeah that's that's the most important and time-consuming bit in between races. Okay. Alex, did I see the weekend you got to meet Alex Albon, the F1 driver? Yeah, so it was, it was really funny, actually, because uh, one guy from the BRCA, which was on the organization committee, he just spotted mm. Alex Albon uh, randomly in the, in the crowd. Oh, okay. It wasn't so, arranged. He was just there watching. He was just there purely by, by accident and wow. they saw him and they walked up to him and said, why don't you come over and take a look at these RC cars? And he said, yeah, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit in a rush, but sure, I'll, I'll come and take a look. And the next thing you know, he's, he's standing next to my pit and this guy <laughs> from the BRCA is explaining about these 12-scale cars and what are, what are, they, what are they like and, and so on. And he eventually got to hold my 12 scale in his hands and he had a few questions about it so that was pretty cool that is cool that, that i i suppose because red bull are in milton Keynes, aren't they so i guess that's maybe why he was nearby he was in the area yeah yeah no, that, so, no, I, I, I thought that was fully arranged that's quite a cool story no it was was funny that it was so random and i was actually a bit starstruck because i just looked yeah, up yeah. to the left to the left of me and i saw <laughs> alex albon standing there 
Wow. Okay. So I never met an I, I, I never met an F one driver before, so it was pretty cool. No, that is cool. That's great. So that this guy was basically what in in John Lewis buying new shoes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He was just there shopping with his sister and his his uh, family, I guess. Wow, I'm sure there's now the the F one WhatsApp group. I'm all sitting there going, <laughs> yeah, he's sitting there going, I know, but I met Alex Agberg. This twelve this this looks great. <laughs> I don't think so, but yeah, I'm sure he was impressed by the speeds of the cars. That that's for sure. Mate, they, they look great. Um, before we let you go, thanks very much for your time. Before we let you go, do you want to thank your sponsors? Yeah, absolutely. I can thank my sponsors. Uh, my main sponsor is obviously X-Ray and Hoodie. I'm also sponsored by Hobbywing, Sampadao batteries, Prospect chargers. Uh, those are the main ones. I have a couple more I can I can list. I'm running BR1, Bruno's servo line. Yes. Avid bearings, uh, Cheeky Wire, A-Paint. And I'm also sponsored by Monaco RC, which is a big RC shop. Yeah, those are all, those are all the main sponsors. Okay. Uh, well, wh- when you mentioned those, some of those things, it did also remind me to say one of the things I've, I've, I've I, I, I often see what I've, I've seen in the last few days as we're trying to get a bit of info on yourselves that you do actually produce quite a bit of content on your Facebook page. You know, there's always there's loads of videos that you've put out that, you know, obviously there's loads of X-ray T4 stuff, but there's loads of other good general information. Um, so if anyone needs to, I think I was uh, checking something on YouTube and actually your video came up on how to pack your bag for when you're flying with RC. Yeah, so I've done quite a lot of content for for Facebook, and some of it is on YouTube as well. It's really a, a result of X-Ray pushing social media really hard, and they've been encouraging us to, to do stuff like that. But I really enjoy it, so I started doing it mainly last winter. Whenever I have time, basically, whenever I'm home and I have free time, I try to do some sort of instructive videos which can help the public not not only x-ray users but also rc drivers in general yeah there's, there's definitely a lot of general rc there and then the other video that you're in that i just love and adore is you did a like a a, a pit video with matt mccallum of rc racing tv where he, <laughs> he pretends to I, I don't know how much of that was said because I'm, you're playing that really straight because I don't know whether you're really annoyed by him or not. No, I mean, that was... It was actually, it was really funny. It was a funny thing to do because, I mean, he prepared me for everything that was going to happen, basically. Oh, right, okay. Some of it was improvised and sure enough, we did it at the European Championships, so we could not, we could not mess around too much, but... Uh, it turned out really, really funny. Actually, he's he's a really funny guy. Mate, I I think it's a it's a really good video. Uh, I've shared it many times, so we'll make sure we'll put a link up of that because you know, especially from some of our, our, our off road guys, that we think you on road guys are a bit too picky on your stuff. But you know, we all love the same thing. It's just ours are much more fun than yours. 
yeah, I mean, I have to agree that there's a preconception about on-road racers that they're a little bit boring, that they take themselves too seriously. Yes. So I hope we can change that. It doesn't have to be like that. Well, I've said this a few times. You need to get some of your on-road boys to do an on-road podcast. There was one. I think, didn't Daniel, I think maybe a Swedish fella did a few, a few years ago. You know, we found this has been really good. All the There's a load of one-tenth off-road podcasts, and I think it really helps us and all our lot sort of get together. I just think you need to strong-arm a couple of X-ray guys into doing an on-road one. Yeah, we definitely need one because I don't, I don't know if there is any at the moment. No, I, I, I must wait. I don't think there is. Uh, but obviously, we'd love to have you back on. Um, when is the Worlds in, in Holland? Uh, it's mid-July, so still a few months to go. Okay, mate. Well, do you know what? I, 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 sorry. I, I, we spoke before the Worlds, and then you agreed to come on, and that was great. So hopefully we, you can, we can come on again after the, world, after the on-road Worlds in, um, in Holland, and you can come back and show us your, another trophy, hopefully. Is that okay, mate? Absolutely. I mean, whenever you want, just let me know, and I'll try to, to join the podcast. Thanks, Alex. Thanks for your time. Bye yes, now. Thank you. Very good. Thank you. Thank Thanks, you. Guys. Thank you. Thank You'll you. have to hang up yourself by pressing the button. All right. I'll do that. Cheers, Thanks. mate. Bye now. Bye. Bye. Well, that was great speaking to Alex. Um, <clears throat> thanks for his time. Thanks for being a great guy coming on. Uh, as I said, we arranged this before we had his Worlds and he didn't have his greatest weekend racing, but was so uh, certain that he wanted to come on and, and, and chat to us. Uh, so thanks very much. Well, guys, should we just go and try and get another guest straight away? Do you know what? Seeing as it's New Year, fuck it, they can have two in a day. Two in a day. Um, the problem is, we didn't prep Martin. Martin, do you think you can introduce our next guest? So our next guest coming on is the f- most, well, probably most popular guy, always around kind of November. Probably people just hassle him so they get an entry. Uh, it happens to be Silverstone's only puppy. Yeah, Paul Upton. Let's go and see if we can find him. Okay, let's see if we can get hold of Paul. Uh, Paul, are you there? I am, yep. How are you guys doing? We're all right. Are, are the other two still here? You are. Okay. Oh, I didn't mind the back. <laughs> yeah, at least Martin has stopped spanning now. Um, <laughs> yes. So, to, to be fair, we've all, got, we've all got faces for radio, so this is, our, this is probably best for us. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely, <laughs> definitely. Uh, obviously, Paul's got a lot uh, better looking recently. Well done, mate. We should all take your thing and try and lose a, like a couple of stone. But anyway, that's fine. Um, obviously, in four days' time, five days' time from when we're recording this, we're going to be turning up to the uh, British Grand Prix um, yeah. in Bruntingthorpe. Bruntingthorpe, yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Okay, mate. Uh, well, the first thing I wanted to ask you is, why have we got to change the venue? So, obviously, we've had it in Milton Keynes for the last um, two years. Um, and obviously, it's thanks to the BRCA, you know, that they sort of secured the um, the use of the Milton Keynes Centre. Um, so, let's obviously have it for the last two years. 
um, this year they managed to secure a rather small meeting, which obviously they've just um, just finished. Um, obviously, the 12 scale world, so it meant that the date obviously wasn't available for us. Um, and we had, as a club, I think we sort of decided that we weren't going to do it. We did look for some other venues initially, but nothing came up. Um, and then uh, Jason Binglow actually works over at Brunton Thorpe and he messaged us about this venue and everything just sort of fell into place and um, the weekend was the, the the right weekend that they said we could use it and yeah, it kind of just, just fell into place really. Um, that's yeah, kind of, because obviously the BRCA were doing the world, it was kind of either do it or find another, uh, don't do it or find another venue. So, Well, um, I'm going to say most normal people would have just decided to have a year off. Yes. Yeah, I think that, after every year we've said we're not doing it again, but here we are. Wait, wait hang, on, hang on. You can't put normal people and RC in the same conversation. <laughs> we are not normal people. No. Special breed. <laughs> I, I was going to say, have you seen some of the people that go racing? <laughs> I mean, Aiden for one. Thanks, mate. <laughs> um, hey, we... I'm, getting, I'm, I'm doing the bullying this week. Oh, is it you stepping up? But stepping up, yeah. Oh, but so, <laughs> so, so, you, what you're saying is we were quite lucky on the date as well. Uh, yes, sort of... um, it was um, obviously we we sort of went through most of the clubs of the winter series dates, and we we figured that was this was the date that clashed clashed with the least amount of stuff. Um, I think it still clashes with a couple. Yeah. Um, but we sort of said to them, you know, this is this is a date we've got. They gave us one in March, I think. But obviously, with sort of outdoor season coming up, we um, we said no to that date. And then they came back with this one. And yeah, it was the same as sort of Milton Keynes, really. They tell you what date you can have and you either like it or lump it. But um, luckily this time, it worked out. It worked out that the date was good. So so this this, this is not... For, this... Probably for more American listeners, this is the meeting that I certainly went to the first one. I think a lot of us have been to one or the, the two we had in the Milton Keynes shopping centre where the 12th Worlds has just happened and looked like it's been another great event there. Yeah, definitely. I mean, not I went over um, two days last week and it, yeah, it's just it's just great. You know, the BRCA put on great events and just the extra stuff that they'd done. Um, they had screens around showing all the race results and yeah, venues like that. You just you just can't beat them. Yeah. So, so you then sit there and thought, right, guys, what we'll do is we'll just quickly throw together the biggest indoor meet in the UK's seen in, I don't know, 10 years, 15 years, whatever, uh, and just throw that together in a few weeks? Yeah, pretty much. We, it, was, it was touch and go with we thought we'd have enough time to do it, um, sort of timescale-wise, and I was a bit dubious, but um, we... Uh, we decided to go for it, but um, yeah, it's been, I can't remember when we announced the date, but it's not been that long, but um, yeah, it's its a fairly, we've, you know, we've, we've had the experience of doing it for the last two years, so we kind of know what to expect now, and a lot of it is all sort of just ticking boxes and just getting everything out there, so it's fairly, it's still a, still a lot of work, but it's um, a lot less hassle than it was sort of first time around, so we know what to expect. Is this venue easier to deal with than a shopping centre? Because we are kind of away from... There's not 100,000 people going to walk past this. No. Um, or is it because it's in the airfield? Yeah, I mean, it's sort of on the outside of the airfield. Um, it's still within the perimeter, but um, it's not quite in the... Um, it's not where all the cars are stored. Um, so it's sort of a hangar on the outside. Um, the access is much better. We can actually drive the vehicles into 
unload everything, so we haven't got to carry them past mother care and all the shops <laughs> and stuff. So that makes yeah. a, a massive difference. Um, but yeah, there's not as you know, there's not as uh, not as health and safety conscious, I suppose. I mean, obviously the club are, you know, we're still going to put barriers up and, and stuff like that. But um, there's a lot less, lot less worry, I suppose, doing it an event away from the public than doing it in a shopping centre. So it does make it a little bit easier okay. this time around. And then I think when we were talking to Tom, the, Tom Yardy the other week, yeah. he says you're not getting in till Thursday midnight or something. So originally they said we could have it Friday, Saturday, Sunday, um, in case obviously they got any bookings sort of midweek. Um, so the, that's why the start time is 12 o'clock, because initially we were going to get there at midnight, build the track, and then obviously get it all ready. But we, we're getting in access now from five o'clock on the Thursday. So that's sort of a sigh of relief that um, we know we've got a bit more time um, to sort of get it done. Hopefully we'll get it all done on the Thursday. That's... That's my aim, but there's always little tightening up bits that we'll have to do on the Friday morning. Um, Are we having a wall of death? Not this year. Ah. Well, there might. I've, I've, I've got a plan with something, but it just depends if it works. Um, but it'll only be a little, little kind of wall. It won't be on the uh, scale it was last year. Um, crossover and a, crossover and a loop the loop. Yeah, that's nice. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We've got a high ceiling, so backflips galore. <laughs> <laughs> Just turn that. Just turn all your time and everything right up, then. Yeah, that's it. Sweet. How how big is the carpet? How much carpet have you got? So we've got uh, six rolls of the CRC um, Fast Track Two, which are we haven't actually measured them, but we were told they were thirty three meters long. Um, they are longer than the old EOS stuff, so that's probably about <laughs> right. And then it's twenty one meters wide. Um, wow. Off the top of my head, it's, I can't remember what it is, 728 square metres, I think, when I worked it out. Um, so it's, uh, it's a good old size, definitely. Okay. So if you're getting in on Thursday and anyone's listening to this and maybe travelling up around that time, can, do you want other people to turn up and help on Thursday? Yes. Uh, I mean, we haven't got as much to do as obviously we have in Milton Keynes, um, but obviously there's still going to be Lots to do, obviously, what track to do, rostrum, banners to put up, infield to tarred up. So there's going to be sort of plenty of jobs. So, um, yeah, obviously, if anyone is at a loose end and they want to want to come out, then, yeah, that would be, that'd be awesome. I think we've got quite a good team anyway. That's one thing we are very lucky as a club. We have got a good core um, sort of team that we can count on to be there for most most things like this when we do big meetings. But all extra help is, um, yeah, is all, all appreciated. I'm glad you mentioned the rest of the team because one of the things in my thing that I'm just a massive fanboy of everyone I get on this. <laughs> you know, I, I remember the first MKGP that I, you know, the one I went to. Yes. And I and I'm not being funny. I am being funny, but <laughs> I'm thinking I, I'm not being funny. I run Southport. Do you know what I mean? I run the greatest track in the world. You know. And yeah. then I turned up to Milton Keynes, <laughs> and I'm sitting there going. I was on the phone to Eric, going, "We'd never do this." Oh my mm. god. We what these guys are crazy. Yeah, Silverstone does think big. We do. Um, obviously, from from when Matt was chairman, you know, we did the Area Fifty One GP, which is you know, oh. very similar to this. Um, God, yeah, I remember that. Was yeah, that the that one cold... you, you couldn't tell the address? Yeah, that was it. The top secret one. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that was that was very cold. It was. Let's hope the heating doesn't break down this time. <laughs> um, 
and obviously we did the uh, the BRCA National, which we did in the Horse Arena at Moulton. Um, so yeah, we certainly do like um, do like doing um, big events away from Moulton. What about just off, top, off the top of my head? What about can't you apply for the Euros and run it in the MK? Uh, it would. I mean, yeah, it'd be possible. Um, there's no reason why we couldn't. I don't. I don't think there's anything against having the Euros on carpet, but um, yeah, it's something that uh, after going to um, obviously to the 12 scale worlds at the weekend, I just thought you know the I know it's it's not going to be for 10 or so years, but the 12 scale off uh, 10 scale off road worlds in there would just be it'd be amazing. Um, even the Euros as well, you know, to get that an event in there like the worlds is just you're in the right place and four or five deep just watching what we do. It's just. Yeah, it's just got to be done, I think. What, what do you two think about that? Do you think you could have a Euros on carpet? No. Yeah, right. yeah are you? <clears throat> why not? I think it's how, um, how racing's Suck going. Ass. Look in America, how many tracks are changing to carpet. I think it's it's the way it's going. Unfortunately, well, I say yeah, unfortunately, obviously we don't have any dirt <laughs> in the UK, but it's always good racing on dirt. But it's, it certainly seems the way, way things are going. And you can't cheat on it. No. Question. No, but how can you cheat, Gary, on carpet? Come on, I want to hear this one. <sighs> do things. See, I don't, see, know. You don't know. See, you don't I know. don't. I don't run on carpet, so I don't know. There, there are there oh, are obviously special ways of cheating. People are cheating still in in this day and age, and there are they are finding ways to do it. So I'm sure someone will find a way to do it. Wow! It's like we were talking. Oh. We were talking. We were talking about the Euro- me and me and Dad had this conversation a couple of weeks ago about the Euros at Robin Hood and how they're still gonna stick to having a tire compound. But how could you doctor a, a dart to to cheat without just cutting the sparks off? What can you do to it? But mm. I'm sure someone will. Someone will find a way. What happens if it rains and they're on a yellow dart? And well, then you find that soaking it in additive makes it better in the wet. Or someone's rubbed off the silver dot and stuck a silver on and put a yellow dot on it. They'll be all over it. Yeah. Well, if, if there is a, a way of doing it, someone will find a way of doing it. Yeah, and on that positive note, and, you know, let's try and get back to Brunting Talk. So, yeah. what, what, what time can I turn up on Friday? So, obviously, the driver's pack went out um, yesterday. Um, so, we're opening the doors at 10 o'clock. Um, so from 10 o'clock we can come in and obviously start setting up um, obviously if we do get finished on Thursday there may well be a post to go out Thursday night saying you, you, know, you can come in at 9 um, right. but officially at the minute it is 10 um, yeah well I'll okay. still be at work I'll be at work so screw you all <laughs> how yes, much room is there for pitting Paul? quite a lot is it? Um, yeah, the pitting space is off the t- well. The hall's thirty-eight meters wide, so it's about thirty-eight meters by thirty, just for the pitting space. Right. Um, okay. so not going to be as tight as MK then. No, not at all. That's why we allowed <laughs> obviously people to bring their own tables because yeah. you're going to get more space, and all it does is add money onto the entry fee. Where I'm sure people would be happy to bring a table and save the tenner yeah, just supplying tables and chairs. So yeah. Yeah. Okay, so will will you make any provisions for like 
can the Schumacher people go over there and can the CML people go over there? Or are you just going to hope we can just sort it all out in the morning? Uh, I think we've been asked if we can save space. Obviously, it's going to be difficult with not having tables and chairs there. Um, so I think I think naturally it filters itself out anyway, and that's kind of how it works anyway. Um, we're not going to get people to sort of pit in, pit in roads and stuff. So um, I think it will naturally work out that Schumacher will go in one corner and everyone, yeah, CML will go in one corner. And, um, yeah, I think it will just work itself out. Okay, mate. and is there electrics? Yes, yeah, yeah, they're going in. I think they're being done on Thursday. Um, so yeah, they'll be all out, and obviously we'll. Um, I think there's nine, nine points going in in, in the pitting space. Um, so obviously people can daisy chain off of those. So yeah, that shouldn't be a problem. Yeah, I, I'm turning up to this meeting without Tommy, so that means I won't be allowed to hold an extension lead or anything like that <laughs> so if someone can sort of grab me and say I've got a plug here that'll be great yeah no worries <laughs> yeah not, not you not you mate you'll have plenty no. to do no, yeah no, I'll be running have, around yeah you'll be doing so much um, you know and obviously we've got to save some space for Joey turning up on Saturday yes that's it pulling a, a china shop Saturday morning <laughs> oh yeah because you'll turn up before the others have gone uh-huh. Yeah. You can hang you can hang round with beautiful Tim. <laughs> well, no, no, I'll, I'll be. I think I said about half ten, eleven o'clock, maybe Saturday morning. Oh, okay, mate. Well done. Because I'm that that's that that factory. I just I don't have to rock up until when I like. Wow, do you know who the star is, Joe? Yeah, Amy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then for things like me, is there food there? Yeah, so there's um, there's a guy who does all the sort of food on site, um, catering company. So there is within the hangar, there's a canteen that they're going to do food and stuff from, um, pretty much from start to finish each day. Um, they're going to be there, hot drinks and snacks and and hot food. So yeah, everyone will be covered on that that basis. I don't think there's anything around local anyway, sort of 20, 25 minutes drive away. It's probably your nearest thing. So um, yeah, I, 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 I think he's doing jacket potatoes, burgers and possibly a chilli and stuff like that he's mentioned. So, so it's back and then please support the catering fella there because if we ever go back, we want everyone to love us. Yeah, definitely. Yes. Yeah, us three will definitely do our best. Yeah, to pile through as many burgers and bacon bombs as we can. That's it. That's what we like. <laughs> if you're if you're paying, yeah, so let's yeah, go. Okay. Sounds like Aiden's fine. <laughs> company, it's company like they are, isn't it? Aiden, you're paying. Oh my! Do you think there's a company? Do you think there's an extra lap credit card? Yes, <laughs> you've got it. All the sponsorship money we make, we pay into our account, and we can spend yeah. it on. Pay for burgers. Burgers. Yeah, that's it. We can buy <laughs> a, a burger if we get a discount. That's what we do. <laughs> There's no extra lap budget here. Um, so, mate, are, are you racing? Yes, I will be. Um, initially, I didn't give myself a space, um, but one came up, so I thought it was only uh, only fair to steal it. Um, so, yeah, I will be. We'll be racing. Is that two-wheel drive? Yeah, just doing two-wheel drive. Um Give my, I, I like um, enjoying enjoying some of the time and not racing, which is what I did at the other two um, MKs. It's nice just to sit back sometimes and um, not race, and you're not stressed and worried about stuff. So 
yeah, just just two wheel drive. Okay, mate. Um, what, what what car are you driving at the moment? So I'm using the wheel speed um, associated version. Um, I've only run it twice. Um, I got it pretty much as soon as Will Will got them finished, um, and I've only run it the twice since. Obviously, I've had sort of eighteen months off racing. Um, but Will Will lent me his truck um, to do one of our winter series rounds. I think it was the December round, and um, obviously you mentioned that the AE two wheel drive was coming, so it uh, that that tempted me enough to to come back. <laughs> oh, okay, mate. Well done. And clearly, it's got a beautifully painted shell. It has, yes. Well, because... maybe. Don't look too close. <laughs> because that, that's the other thing that we all know, as, as well as helping out running Silverstone, because obviously there was a massive team behind it. You know, these kind of things can't happen as well. As well as running your car, you are like really high up in the old painting stakes. Yeah, I mean, I've been doing it, I'm doing it a while. So I'm going to say that, mate. Then you, you know what I mean? I'm sure you turn, I shouldn't say that. Do you turn work away because you're too busy? Um, yeah, so I have had to in the past. Um, sometimes it just just gets too much, and you know you start telling people it's going to be five or six weeks, and um, it's it's always best just to say oh, I'm not taking any and clear the backlogs. And um... I mean, to be fair, it probably doesn't help when you've got to do twenty five shells for Dave Burton. No, <laughs> no, but I always regret it when he sends me a text saying there's a parcel coming tomorrow, and it's like oh, how many is it this time? <laughs> <laughs> But nah, it's it's all it's all doable. So okay, but can you do you want to drop? You do Elliot Boots' shells. Yes, that's correct. Yeah. So my question would be, how many does El- shells does Elliot go through in a year? Loads or like no? Um, to be honest, I've probably been painting them for six or seven months now. I've probably done about ten ten eight scale, probably five tenth. So not. Not loads, but I think he, he obviously uses them uses them a fair bit. I think he just got a lot of practice with them um, and stuff. But yeah, no, he doesn't go through that many. But um, I suppose more than more than most people would. Obviously, he wants them to look look nice all the time. Um, yeah, they, and they do. They look they look they're a bit too red for my personal choice. Yeah. But other than that, you know, again, it, it's nice to see. Them. And, and I'm trying to think. I'm not great on details. Does he always ask for the same thing, or does it is it changed even in that short period of time? No, pretty much. Um, he's had that. He, I think, his previous painter would come up with that design, and then obviously when he when he asked me, um, he, yeah, he sort of stuck to the same design, and um, it's kind of kind of stayed the same really. And I think his previous body shell design he had for for years as well. So he's he's wanted to stick stick with the same design for for a while. Okay, so we'll have to if if we we want to get a shell painted by you, we have to ask really nicely. That's it, uh, and go on the list. Yes, you do now. Um, I've yeah, I've kind of changed how how I do it this year, just to because I was it's getting to the point where I mean the weekend just gone. I was in the shed Saturday night and Sunday night till one o'clock in the morning, um, getting shells finished and this you know family time and stuff. It's just making time for those, and it's yeah, just just cutting back a little bit and just trying to minimise how many I do a week, so I'm not in the shed every night and. Um, well, that's a, that's the thing. Some and... some that's that's the thing. Some people don't realise is you've 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 got a life. Yes. And you've got obviously you've got kids and and wife and a new and, and a new kitchen and a new kitchen. Yeah. And a dog. But yeah. some some people don't realise that you 
you know, you've got a day job as well. And yeah. you've got other things going on. It's like just chill, chill guys. Just one body yeah. shell is enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, most, one people, most people are fairly you know, if you if you tell them it's gonna be three or four weeks, most people are, are fine with that. Um I suppose if they know they're getting something half decent at the end of it, then they'll um they'll they're sort of prepared to wait. But yeah. I'm too honest, mate. I think people listening to this finding out that you've only got a three or four week wait list, you might be swamped. Yes. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, at that, that, the minute, I think I'm booking, I'm booking for the middle to the end of Feb. Obviously, I'm away quite a lot um, coming up with the other job that I do. Um, oh, yes, yeah, sorry. Yeah. RC events. Um, Where were you travelling to this year with those? Um, all over the world. <laughs> um, okay, so, to... for, so, so for anybody else, what do you do else? What is this other job that you do? So we do model car racing events. So we do event support for companies that want attractions at their events, basically. So we we turn up with model cars and let the public um, have a go with them. And we do a lot of work for BMW. Um, and this year we've got Formula E as our sort of main... Um, main gig for the year so first one we're doing is mexico which is in f- about three or four weeks no i, I nearly uh, said a rude word no way <laughs> no yeah, and way then, and then two weeks after that it's marrakesh and then two weeks after that it's china so um yeah gonna see some of the world this year <laughs> <laughs> do, do you need any help yeah, you know what? There's quite a long wait in this, believe it or not. <laughs> wow, uh, mate. That's get asked quite a lot. So, so, I think I've seen the BMW touring car ones that I think yes. you did them yeah. last year. Um, and so they were, were they Tamiya's? Yeah, they're Tamiya TTO1 chassis, um, TTO1Es. Um, so, nothing special. They're pretty basic, waterproof speedo. Um, still running on NICADs because there's no need to change to LiPos. Um, stick and the receiver in a balloon and off we go <laughs> and you sort of set up like a for, for anyone who doesn't know you sort of it's like a a small track covered in a gazebo and at the event yeah so bmw actually build the track for us um, oh, okay. um that's sort of their their track that they sort of cut around but um it's it's quite a good size it's about 10 meters by uh four i think of memory so it's a good size um, but yeah, so then obviously that that's set up, and then we have the body shells for um, the various events. So when we do these ones, it's the I8 because the I8 is the safety car of Formula E. So we've got I8 body shells um, for all those ones. And you paint them? No, <laughs> I, that's, that's one thing I don't get involved with. I have painted. We I can't remember what event it was, but we had to paint a hundred i8s um and I, I i did have to do them because the guy who i work for he um he was busy so i said i'd uh i'd do those for him but that's that's one lot of painting i i don't tend to get involved with <laughs> so so you're going to mexico china marrakesh, marrakesh. and uh, indonesia south and indonesia. korea south korea germany italy Oh, France, rubbish. the oh, UK. Oh, yeah, terrible. Oh, yeah, awful. And uh, the, the week after the GP, <laughs> they wanted us to go to Dubai, but unfortunately, there's not enough time for that. So um, that one didn't go ahead. <laughs> okay, mate, that must, that's amazing. That must be amazing coverage again for RC. So did they run, sorry, did they run like a lot, like, do people pay or is it just like a corporate? No, free of charge. Um, so they just, um, I can just turn up and, and have a go. And 
we do like um, races, so they have like a little bit of a practice. Then we do a five lap race, and we have leaderboards and some events. We have prizes to give away, and um, obviously it's all it's all for BMW to get um, get data off the parents. But it just works so well. I mean, this is our eleventh year with BMW now doing it. Um, wow! And I've been doing it for fourteen years now. So it's wow. uh, it's an it's an attraction that works and. Um, yeah, it just just seems to work, and they love it really. So, did you ever get any like RC people turning up at the event and going, "Hey, what do we get to the top of this lap?" Yes. Does anyone else? There's any British <laughs> fellas pull out a set of sticks and go <laughs> change that receiver, will you? And then they're off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it gets quite competitive competitive because the cars obviously we slow them down. They are, yeah, you, know, you, you you can race quite close with them, so it does get quite competitive when you get proper races. Races, come on, good fun. Well, that's amazing. All you need to not not that you need to do any more for RC, mate. Let me say that. Um, but maybe you should suggest instead of just these little cars, they just fly a hundred and twenty people from Britain over <laughs> yeah. to Marrakesh. Yeah, and we just have a race meeting there. Yeah, it'd be a good Try idea. But pitch that to them. Yeah, a lot of people. A lot of people wouldn't do very well in Marrakesh. There, no. I must admit, it's the one that I'm probably not looking forward to the most. Um, I'm a bit of a funny, you're not fussy eater, but I like what I like. and <laughs> I'm not sure Marrakesh is going to go down too well. You wait till you go to China, that food is... Yeah. Yeah, you'll enjoy that. Yeah, That shit moves. Pizza moves in China. It does. Stuff moves in China. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. It's going nice. it's, it's to be an experience, but I'm looking forward to it. Mate, that is amazing. Yeah. You must... Please, please... Okay, we say this... To everybody, and I do mean every time you've got to come back on and tell us what yeah. it's like in Marrakesh yes. racing our yes. cars. Yeah, um, you, we, we should, you should, if there's Wi Fi, you should discord us from Marrakesh live. <laughs> yes, and, and, and we'll record it then. Oh, Camel's gone past. Oh, yeah. right, okay, just it's yeah. just like being at Silverstone. You know, yeah, this, that's it, oh, mate. That is amazing. So, is there anything else that you might have forgot to tell us about GP that you want to make sure you talk about? Anyone you um, need to thank? Any sponsors? Any members of your team? Obviously, yeah. I mean, obviously, we've got um, Sonia and Sean, which is obviously uh, Sonia's the vice chairman, and Sean. I don't know what his official role is. He just seems to be there whenever we. Well, they, they both are. They're just you know great, and obviously yeah, all all the club members. Just anyone who's there helping us. Um, yeah, thanks. Thanks to those guys. You know, it's it's um, quite a good uh, good team, and we just we just get things done really. Um, all looks smooth on the outside, but everything's all chaos behind the scenes as <laughs> as always. But yeah, just just thanks to anyone who's who's helping really. Right, that's brilliant. Um, and obviously, if anyone else is listening, please feel free to turn up after five o'clock on the Thursday if you're just about to go to your hotel or you've got nothing else to do. I'm sure they could. You know, need a hand, and, yeah. and he said ten o'clock start time. Doors open on the Friday, but keep our eyes on Facebook. If we get things done and dusted, that that'd be great. But whatever, yeah. mate. We're, we are fingers all, crossed. We are all looking forward to it. Um, yes, yeah, it seems like quite a good buzz. But I was a bit dubious about it being not in the public eye, and whether people would still still want to come. But um, obviously, it's it's full. Um, everyone seems to be. Like I say, excited about it. So, how I'm many sure heats is there in, on the Friday? 
Four. Um, so there's 16 heats of two-wheel drive. Yeah. Um, and they're 11 car heats, so it's 100, 176 two-wheel drive entries. Wow. Uh, um, we had we did have 200, I think it was 207 at Milton Keynes, but obviously we started at 9 o'clock, so we had a little bit of extra time to yeah. to get the extra people in. Um, but yeah, it's going to be going to be a couple of hours between between races, but um, yeah, it'll be, be good. I've got a comfy chair. Uh, I'm going to play. Hopefully, there's good wife uh, internet signal there because I'll be able to play. Uh, Call of Duty on my phone. Yes, and then I'm sorted, there, mate. Yeah. Well, hey, Paul, things, here's what. Go on. Then. Get a, get a, get a PlayStation. Set a PlayStation up in the corner and just put like as if it's Grand, well, Fifth, uh, Gran Turismo on it or something. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'll I'll, I'll give you a little bit of a bit of bit of bit of breaking news. Um, obviously, it is it is in the middle of nowhere. Um, there's not a lot going on, so we were racking our brains as what we could do to. Um, keep everyone entertained. entertained and we've got um dave done with go gaming um uh, <gasps> bringing his his van along um obviously with all the consoles in it um so that's going brilliant to, be there to uh keep everyone going we're gonna have obviously it's gonna be a few youngsters so we've got a bouncy castle um which matt owen obviously most sounds is um bringing along um, and then there's one more thing which I might leave as a surprise for everybody. <laughs> yeah, do that. I love surprises. I love yeah. surprises, but that is great. It's, it's going to be awesome. No, not strippers, unfortunately. <laughs> He's got strippers and Mike Wars volunteers. There you go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm, oh. I'm sharing the room with Mike, so don't put that vision in my head, please. <laughs> oh, no, no, oh. no sleep for you then. Oh, yeah, yeah. no sleep for you. I've shared a room with no. Mike. Oh. Yeah, I've, I've done it once before. Hey, oh, it's it's horrendous. I've got I've got noise cancelling headphones. I'll be all right. <laughs> oh, they don't even work. No. I would suggest that I I know, I know Dave Dunn. I know his go gaming van. <clears throat> that will be yeah. amazing. I'll make yeah. sure a picture. I'll put a picture up on the post when we um, eventually get this up in the next day or two. Um, sounds like Martin's just about to start his prep again. So at that <laughs> point, we will let you go. No, there is. Hey, mate, the, hamster, the kitchen door's closed. <laughs> okay. Well, the dog's so, been quiet. She's just having, having a little snooze, so she's, she's been well behaved. That sounds perfect, I'll change mate. in a minute. So, thanks very much for your time. No thanks problem at all. everything Silverstone do for us. And um, I I'll, might see you Thursday, but probably see you Friday, because I don't think I'm getting there till late. Yeah. yeah okay, mate. Is, yeah, brilliant. Thanks a lot, mate, and you're going to have to hang up yourself. Yeah, no worries. I have to figure out how to do it. <laughs> okay, well, that was great speaking to Paul. Um, so we'll be looking forward to seeing Paul and the rest of you on um, on Friday morning. Uh, I'll see a few of my uh, Northwest friends, uh, guys like also some uh, other guys like Glenn Down and Matt Down. Uh, Chris um, Chris James is in our hotel, um, so we're out partying on. Thursday night, and we'll see everyone uh, by day. Hey, Chris, Bobby, uh, celebrating extra hard. He will be celebrating extra hard because even though, in fact, I think I suggested he should get engaged when he came on the podcast. And yeah, that's what happened. I did. Thank you very much. I didn't remember that. Chris told me that. Um, and we'd like to all like to congratulate uh, Chris and the few. 
the new future. Mrs. Chris um, for getting engaged on New Year's Eve. So that was really nice. Well done. Um, Good I job. Went racing, yeah, I went racing at Southport. We all had a great day. It's no warmer, but we built the track uh, on the Saturday. I had a million laps uh, and still was no better on Sunday. Um, I think I've just got to... But I think put me brass weight in at the front. Thanks for all the help, boys. Um, and I thought we kind of did really well. So I'm really looking forward to this weekend. But neither of you two raced, did you? Yeah, I did. Oh, do you know what? I made the same mistake yesterday. You went no, to no. Mendip? I did. I went and raced in the rain. Oh. Have you done all your prep now? Um, Almost. Almost. We know Joey's always done his prep. Um, yeah. I think I'll be doing some of mine on the motorway service station on Thursday. Nice. But yeah, I, d- I-, I didn't go racing. I stayed at home and did prep. You're just so factory, Joe. I know. Better bloody pay off. Right. It's not like everything's on you, but everything's on you. Mm, me, and Martin, me and Martin are just going to make up numbers in that. You know, yeah. That big, yeah. heat, that big class with 16 heats in. That's what we're, we're trying to do. Um, and I'm hoping that not so many people video my first round of practice with four-wheel drive. Um, nah, oh, 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 hang on a minute. We're Facebook Live in there. Is that, is that what we're doing? And that means <laughs> there's, no, there's no pressure on Tyler to make sure my there's, car goes. There's no hiding from that one. Me and Martin will be there taking the piss. That will be literally the first time I want to see my four-wheel drive is when I'm stood on the rostrum and I look down. Okay, if I have any more involvement than that, in it's just not going to go well. Um, so uh, I'm sure Tyler's going to look after me well. Um, so uh, that's it, boys. Jo- Joey, do you want to thank your sponsors? Uh, uh, yes, uh, as always, uh, the guys over at Kyosha UK, uh, Sean at PBM, uh, the guys at Reds, Freddie Russell of Factory Fred Racing, Brian Preddy of Screws for RC, and of always my dad. Okay, definitely. And we'll probably hopefully catch up with most of those over the weekend. Uh, I'm sure yeah. Freddie will have loads of glue. Oh, and uh, Jimmy Industry, I see. That's okay. Right, is he going to do your two T-shirts for you? No, he's just he's he's done me a, a load of stickers. Okay, so and I think I will have some extra lap stickers with me somewhere. Come and ask; we'll take oh. them out. I've had some fresh ones done as well, so I'll have some as well. Well, perfect. Um, what we always forget to do, I think, because I've thanked Paul Upton, uh, we also should thank Alexander Hagberg for coming on the show tonight. Um, and I think we should have a new rule. Our new rule should be we only talk about on road when we have Alex Hagberg on. Wow, that's a great that's rule. Okay, that, that makes sure we don't talk about on road ever again, unless we get. The two, in fact, we we should not talk about it again until he wins his third world championships. Yeah, uh, and then we'll get him on. But no, thanks very much, Alex, for coming on and, and bearing with us. Uh, Mark, would you like to thank your sponsors? Yeah, I'd like to thank John at RC Octane, all the boys at Schumacher, and um, RDT Products, which is uh, Richie Thorne. 
yeah, brilliant. Um, mine are all pretty similar to yours. You know, the <laughs> hashtag Schumacher family look after me so well. Um, you know, we are so lucky to. It's a great team, and obviously, there's a lot of Americans as well. Yeah, special mention to all our American friends who pull up with me mostly in the. I don't know why I seem to live in the shoot team um, the sort of the USA team Schumacher Facebook group more than anyone else's. Um, they seem to have inherited me there. But thanks very much for putting us up there. It, it's really nice. Uh, of course, the guys at TQ Models um, and all the guys in the Northeast. Um, uh, Poppy mentioned that Go Gaming, Dave Dunn's coming down with his magic mini bus with PlayStations in. So I'm sure we can all beat each other up inside Wait, that. Wait. Somebody text Dave. Somebody text Dave and make sure he's got FIFA and Van. Oh, he does. I've seen the pictures. I, I think we've got to have a severe FIFA tournament. Uh, I was hoping for, you know, a rock band or something like that, mate. I'll be better with Guitar Hero. Guitar Hero. Yeah. Dance Dance Revolution with a pad. Yeah. Maybe. Joey, no one, no one wants to see you dance. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, they... no, don't. No, okay. no. So, guys. Definitely not. Thanks very much. Um, as always, I'd like to say that I really enjoyed the Voice RC podcast with um, the great Bobby Moore on this week. Uh, that's a great episode to listen to. Bobby Moore, the guy from RC Track Maxers who builds all those fancy American tracks. And also for Bobby Moore, you know, there wouldn't be, I, we wouldn't have, started a podcast i wouldn't have started a podcast without with matt without bobby moore's help that means so there wouldn't have been a state of rc there wouldn't have been this keenan probably wouldn't have done his and that's because of bobby moore and jeff keaton in the good old days of the loop is live and i think we should start this now we should somehow get jeff keaton and bobby moore back on the podcast um and because we'd all enjoy those like the good old days um, and we got and we got a mention on the rip podcast did we that was really nice yeah, thank you very much. They're, they're they're lovely people. They've been doing it they longer are, than anyone. Yes. Uh, yes. So anyway, guys, that'll do us. Thanks very much. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks. Bye. Bye.